called you cool cats and space cowboys. It's time for Cosmic Tea with your host, Avalon Starlight. Hello and welcome to the Cosmic Tea Podcast. My name is Avalon Starlight and I'm kind of nervous about today's episode because I don't want to tell this story. Well, I do, because I figure if I tell this story and it helps one person, then I have done my due diligence. I have tried to come up with many different podcast ideas to record today, too, but Spirit just kept guiding me back and saying, no, Avalon, you're going to tell this story. And a couple life events came up that really kind of initiated me into being willing to share the story. This is a candid, vulnerable story. Um, And it's my perspective, right? So I'm going to be sharing my perspective. So I mean, you can come at me with whatever you like, but it doesn't really matter because it's my perspective and it's what I went through. And so today for the Cosmic Tea podcast, I'm going to talk to you guys about my scamming story, meaning how I was scammed by the entrepreneurial industry. And I'm not doing it from a space of being a victim or a defeatist because this story that I went through has been probably one of the most empowering things that I've done and has now given me the capacity to learn how to be a really powerful human in this world. So without the story... I wouldn't be who I am, but the story itself is uncomfortable to tell because it makes us, well, it makes me feel kind of like weak and naive and those kinds of things. And I'm okay with that too, because I think I've worked through most of the triggers I felt about this story. So let's begin. The reason why I'm telling the story now is because recently in the last month, my husband as he was laid off from his job in September, has been looking for a job. And, you know, he applied for a job and he received a questionnaire. He filled out the questionnaire. They called. They had a great, like, phone interview. The next day he got hired. The contract was sent. He was then, you know, given his, his, like, person in like Google, no, Microsoft Teams, and initiating the process of of getting his equipment. Ultimately, what happened was my husband was job scammed by a very elaborate team of humans, and it devastated him. And I thought, but this this had nothing to do with him, right? Because it was so well played that anyone, I truly believe, has a capacity to be scammed. So this happened to my husband. And then I was talking to his parents over dinner one night and we were talking about financial literacy and, you know, who was in our lives as role models to teach us how to manage our money and how to be like diligent and, and literate with our money, a good steward with our money, which I did not have. I did not have a family who openly talked about money, savings, um, the importance of not having uh, credit, these types of things. I got my first credit card in university, first year of university, and then I became basically part of this this interest demon for for the rest of my life almost until about a year and a half ago. So my story begins with not having had any financial support when I was little 
having a family that used shopping as a means to numb themselves. And so there was no understanding of the repercussions of spending money or that when you're putting things on credit card, that that's going to catch up with you eventually. And witnessing that even brilliant, amazing humans can be scammed, I'm just going to peel the lid up and just share a little bit about how I ended up filing for consumer proposal at the end of November of 2022 because of being scammed by the entrepreneurial world. Now, this is my personal experience with the entrepreneurial world, and I believe not everybody can experience this, and there's not all good coaches or bad coaches or any of that kind of stuff. It's what our coaches are saying that matters. So my lifelong dream has been to be an author, to write books. And I have weaved and woven like my way in and out of that dream many times. And in 2017, I decided to sign up with a coach who would help me write my first book. Now, the coaching program was, it ended up being 15,500 Canadian for three months just to write my book, not to have it edited, not to have it with a cover, not to be up on any platforms, not to have anything. But I'm telling you this because I really didn't understand that that wasn't normal, that it didn't need to cost like the same thing as like years of university in order to just simply get somebody to write my book with me. And when I say somebody, it was in a cohort of like 14 people. So it was 14 people writing books and just being held accountable to writing those books. Now, the process itself was incredible for me. I learned how to use a book to create a program to launch myself into a coaching. I got my life coaching certification and I thought, this is great. Now I know how to use a book to create a business. But where I started to get teased, and this is of no fault of anyone but my own because I had no financial literacy, was the particular coach that I wrote my first book with had a belief system that would begin to tumbleweed and roll through the rest of the next few years of my entrepreneurial journey, like like snowball down a hill, gathering and gathering more steam until I combusted. So the mantra that my coach had at the beginning of 2017 was in order to make money, you have to spend all your money. Like you have to spend your money before you make it so that you have a reason to show up and do the work and, you know, promote yourself to pay down the debt that you're creating. So like the mantra would be like, hire a coach that you can't afford So you have a payment that you have zero idea how you're going to meet and then do the work that you need to do in order to pay that person. And I bought it hook, line and sinker because I had no other idea about how financial landscapes looked or what was appropriate and what wasn't. This was somebody that I looked up to. She lived in a castle, which I don't know about you. That's a dream of mine. Um, And she was wealthy beyond all reason. And she told stories of doing this herself. And I mean, it was sold in such a beautiful package that I was like, oh, this woman knows what she's talking about. She's living this wealthy life of, of her dreams. So she must know. She must know. And so I continued 
working with her without any idea. When I left the castle after our first retreat together, after that three months of just work, like just writing the book, I had no idea how I was going to pay her. And so in my brilliance, I was like, give me a month and I'll, I'll pay you the, the $5,000 American. I'm Canadian. So it was like 7,000 to continue working with you. And she said, you have two weeks. I thought, okay, I can do this, right? Like I can do this. And I remember sitting at the airport and thinking this was my, my TSN turning point. This was the point in my life where everything was going to change for me and I was going to become a different person. And, you know, money was just going to be super easy. If I could, if I could, you know, pull this off, then my whole life was going to be different. So I went home and I did it. I pulled it off and I made the money within two weeks. And I thought, hmm, I have now shown the universe that I am an abundant human and money is going to flow to me with ease. And it's going to never be, I'm never going to be in debt because I'm just going to be able to take all this money that I'm making and I'm going to pay down all the debts that I have. Not realizing I had a monthly payment for like seven months of the same amount and I had no way that that money was coming in. And instead what was occurring is I started to trigger a trauma response that was already in my body, which was to be in fight or flight right? Which meant that I couldn't ever relax because I was constantly striving or seeking a way to make sure that I was making the money in order to pay the coach that I didn't have the money to pay for. And it continued and started this vicious cycle. So within working within that that, like I'm going to call it community of entrepreneurs, they had a hierarchy. And this hierarchy would be, this is where you are at the beginning of your entrepreneurial journey. This is where you are in stage two. And then you have, you know, want to be like us. We're like, you consider us the elite people who know what we're doing. And so we're going to guide you. We're going to give you all the ways in which you're going to be successful. And all you have to do is listen to us. And if you do, all your dreams are going to come true. Here's where naivety (laughs) comes in. Because I didn't understand that that could be wrong, right? Like, I just didn't have a clue that these people weren't thinking of me and my results. Now, I'm not here to judge people who don't actually care about their clients' results and instead are driving numbers, right? But that's not an integrity to me. So therefore, I didn't understand that it wouldn't be an integrity for everyone. And so part of this echelon of be like us was this like idea that in order to be successful, you basically needed to hire a bunch of them, right? Like for different purposes, whether it was to uh, have VAs or, you know, your CFOs, COOs, you needed a Facebook ads person, you needed somebody to help with copywriting and websites and, and you had to do it all or else who wouldn't know who you are and how would you? So they were, they were cross promoting each other in a way that basically said, this is what you want. You want to be like us. You want to make this money. Well, in order to get there, you have to use all the tools and hire all the people up here in order to make that happen, which I did. Oh, did I ever. (laughs) So I believed that in order for me to move into this space of having this beautiful business where I had, you know, all the abundance in the world, then that would look like listening to the people who were there and trusting that they had my best interest at heart. They did not. So I kept spending more money, putting more money on credit, 
and not looking at the financial landscape. Now, I did have a CFO and I love her. And she was warning me, let me tell you, she'd be like forecasting and she's like, you're losing money. Like this is like all these things. But I, in my, you know, just this dream state of like, oh my gosh, look at these people. They're doing what I want to be doing, which isn't true because all I wanted to do was write books, but I got swept into this, like, in like everything had to be like a million dollar month or a million dollar a year. And you're not successful unless you're pulling these numbers and all this kind of stuff. And this like fantasy and like all this stuff was like trying, it was like infiltrating my beingness. So I remember my third year of business. I had done 2017, I had my first six-figure year. 2018, I had multiple six figures. And I started to lose momentum in year three, right? I started to dip. I was not near where I wanted to be or matching the year before. By about April of 2019, And so the mentality of the community that I was in is you had to do something drastic and to do something big in order for money to be attracted to you. You had to pay for something colossal in order for that to shift, right? Because you had to prove that you were willing to do the work, to show up under the stress and a trauma response to try and solve the problem of making payments that were far exceeding what was a normal payment to anybody. But that was the only way, that was the only way that you would be successful and you would make money. And so by June of 2019, I hired a coach with the conversion that would be nine months for $150,000. I had just sold my house and I used that money on a coach because that's what I was being taught. Again, I believe I am a prime person for these people because I had never been taught. I had never had a parent or a mentor take me under their wing and teach me that true wealth, in my opinion, now I'm on the other side, is understanding money, being in a loving relationship with it, and seeing how it evolves and it grows and it supports you. And just flinging it willy-nilly and having absolutely zero respect for it is not the way. However, that's where I was. I was like, here you go, here you go, here you go. The more I put out, the more is going to come back to me because that's the magnetism of the law of manifestation and abundance. Let me tell you. I worked with this coach twice. I spent over half a million dollars on her. And ultimately what happened is I ended up filing consumer proposal because the payments were so atrociously large that eventually I just couldn't manage the pressure and my nervous system and my trauma responses and everything burnt out. Burnt out. I could not imagine cold calling doing these things that were, again, out of integrity for me any longer than I possibly could. So in what felt like defeat and devastation, I fired that coach in the beginning of 2021. I went into a dark place uh, where you question yourself. How could I do this? How could I be so naive? How could I be swept into this? How, you know, 
really looking at every choice I made my whole life. Because, you know, you think you're smart and you think it's not going to happen to you and you believe everybody. Like, I still hold a high value um, for others and, like, trust them until they give me a reason not to trust them. But I have what I would call a greater discernment than I ever have. And by that, I mean, I have created a set of boundaries that represent my my integrity, that represent my value system and my morals and my honor. And if I look at whatever I'm doing and it doesn't vibrate at the frequency of my sacred boundaries, that it's an easy no for me. And that's what I mean by discernment, that I had to create something as a filtering system so that even if they're working in what they feel is their integrity, so long as it doesn't match mine, then it's not a solid relationship to continue, whether that's business or personal or relationship, like intimacy. And so in November of 2022, it got to a place where there was no way that I was even enjoying my work at that point because I was so burnt out and I had gone so deeply into grief um, that I wasn't con- like offering my my part in my marriage. My husband was working at the time and I wasn't able to produce like half of what we were, our responsibilities were. And I kind of just kind of tucked into a ball. And here's the thing I want to say. Filing for the consumer proposal has been the best decision of my life. And I'm going to tell you why. One is it took all credit away from me. That's fantastic for somebody who was taught that credit was just like this, you know, unlimited supply of money. Nobody taught me any different. Uh, Nobody taught me about interest being literally the financial death of you. And nobody taught me that you can't dig yourself out if the hole gets too big. So when you file for a consumer proposal, it's not bankruptcy. Uh, they take what you owe, which I will, I have no problem sharing the numbers, which was $147,000. And they put it down to the percentage that you're providing to the household, which at the time I was providing 25%. And they contact all of the people that you owe money to, and they tell them you can't pay them. And so you take your large payment and it squishes it down <laughs> to a much smaller payment. Uh, so mine was 41.1 that I pay now over five years on a monthly payment. Now, why this is such a big deal for me? One is because I don't have credit. I've had to learn how to save money in order to spend it. I'm learning the beauty and the magic of having a relationship, like a real relationship with my finances, understanding where they're going. I see that true wealth comes from understanding these principles and how to work with them. And, you know, I always think is, you know, In the spiritual community, people talk about unplugging from the matrix and you're free when you're no longer, you know, in the system. And I don't, I don't believe that anymore either. I believe that it is a system that is available to us. And when you use, learn to use it, it actually, it's like hacking the system as opposed to trying to damn the man and not be part of the system. The system is there. You can't change the system, but you can use the system for your benefit and for your gain. 
And so I've learned a completely different relationship with money and understanding how it, it flows into my life and, and how to nourish it and nurture it and expand it in a way that is true for me. Because if I could give people advice, it would be to not go against what is your natural state. If you are someone who just loves that pressure of having exceedingly large amounts of money to owe every month and no idea how you're going to make it. And that drives you and you don't care about the results that you're getting for people because they are just like nothing compared to the numbers that you're pulling in. Then just omit this whole, this whole scam story. Right. I'm sure that what I'm saying means nothing to you. But if you're somebody who is interested in becoming an entrepreneur or dipping your toes into working with coaches, if you are thinking about expanding into solopreneurship, building a business, having something that is your heart that you're placing into this world, I would say really, really consider understanding how money flows through your business, really support um, putting money aside for your taxes, if you live in Canada, for your HST, GST, like see how money is actually a catalyst that can support you. Don't use it to put yourself into a nervous system reaction. And don't Put your faith in people. And if they don't align or you get that like feeling that something isn't right. And so my scam story is that I didn't know any better. And I was desperate to live a different life coming from poverty. And I believed the people who I was hiring had my best interest at heart. And if I had that financial literacy, I believe that I would have not. I don't even know. I might still believe them. Because I asked my husband, I was like, why did you let me spend that money? Because he has financial literacy. Um, not that at that time I would have listened to him either. I wasn't listening to my CFO. I was like, this is what I need to do. This is what they're telling me. And he said the same thing. I believed them because they were they were living the life that we wanted to live. And there wasn't any reason for me not to believe them. And in the beginning, it felt easy to do until it got astronomical. But that was what the industry just kept doing. It just kept more astronomical until I pu pulled the plug. And so if you are in this journey, I'm hoping that you don't end up in the same spot that I did, which was in complete burnout and grief and depression over the choices that I made. And now I can look back wiser and be grateful because in three and a half years, I'm debt free. Like, fuck, I never thought I would have that in my, my storyline that I could be completely debt free. Ha! Huh. Sign me up. Completely debt-free with th such a strong relationship to money and a grounded, secure, safe, loving, nurturing relationship. I see the possibility for true wealth that can actually expand and grow. And I just feel really good about my relationship with money. So if I hadn't had this experience, I know I would be a far cry from where I am right now because I was so, so, so elusive with this addiction to spending to numb my my emotions and so having to be smacked with it and face it full full throttle um did support me in changing my complete perspective and my awareness and my ability to be in a strong relationship with money so when i say this is my personal scam story i probably probably lost 
in five years, uh, close to $750,000 because I didn't know any better. And I can't say that I didn't know any better because that doesn't feel right either, but because I trusted the wrong people for me. And I'm grateful because I feel clear now and I feel excited and I feel ready to to work in the industry that I work in from a new place. And in next week's episode, I'll share kind of like installment two. What has this story led to in my life? And I'll share where I am and why this has impacted me. And why I wanted to share the story is because I believe that it's possible for us to use what we consider the hardest experiences of our lives in order to, you know, really catapult us into the truth of who we are and what we're here to do. And so, yeah, that's this episode's episodes multiple because I may do more about it next week. And uh, this, this is this week's episode of the Cosmic Tea Podcast, my my scam story. And I'd, I mean, I'd love to hear from you. I would. I don't really want you to be mean because I'm not going to answer you. I'll, I'll block you and delete you, but you can be mean because um, I don't really care. This is my personal story. Uh, and also, you know, share where you are. And if you feel that you have had an experience like that because nobody gets to talk about it. And I think it's time we talk about it and we share, uh, you know, that there is a bit of corruption in the industry and you can get clean and you can get clear and you can feel a million times better at the end. And that million of abundance of feeling really good about myself right now is the, is the million of abundance that I want in my life. <laughs> 